I mean, if you got three and a half hours to kill, you might as well find. Welcome to our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are two common vags, Martin and Brady. I don't know what you said, but it must have been Indian for handsome devil. In the old days, we would fight these people. 20 years ago, when I fought overseas in the Boxer Rebellion, I could see my enemy and I knew who I had to kill. If we could find these people, we would kill them. This week, we managed to find enough time to take in the latest installment from the legendary Martin Scorsese. I mean, if you got three and a half hours to kill, you might as well kill the flower moon. The epic set in 1920s Oklahoma brings together a couple of actors that have worked with Marty for years and shined a light on a bright new star, all of whom have a decent chance of winning awards later this year for their acting. Was the acting worth the time investment? It's a long movie. <laughs> it was really long. Really long. Did you watch it in one sitting? No. Okay. I went in. I mean, I had no intention of doing so. I didn't either. Could you have made it in the theater without having a pee break? No. Yeah. Is that what you're gonna say? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I actually am. Uh, I think I have a renowned bladder. <laughs> <laughs> renowned. <laughs> people worldwide. People know about it. People know about the Brady bladder. People know. Uh, they come and asking for it on the golf course. I'm pretty. I'm usually like by far the last person that needs to. Uh, that oh. needs to uh, visit the halfway that's house. Me. That's not me. I, to, hits yeah, the, hit I, the, I was going to say the tree line, but <laughs> um, yeah, I so I yes, I would have been fine. Also, what else is renowned is that I it, I don't buy stuff at the theater. Although if beer, uh, if, if alcohol is available, I, I think I could enjoy a beer. Now I haven't really gone into an, enough movies. Now that that's becoming more of a regular thing, but like I don't buy popcorn, pop, none of that. You don't need none, none of that stuff. No. You don't need any any beverages. You no. sneak in your own uh your own sodas? Have I? <laughs> <laughs> never have I. Yes. Yes I have. <laughs> but I will never in the future. Um we actually got the kids uh the for Christmas presents. We got them a little like movie popcorn things and then they have like a ten dollar gift card for the movie theater. I they were like means to hide <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I got a, a couple of flasks, you know, they can put a little Kool Aid or uh some apple juice or whatever. But, some uh, rum. Some <laughs> rum for Silskin. It's good man. Rum and you who about a couple of Chardonnays, whatever. <laughs> we go in lit. What is that from? <laughs> Big Daddy. <laughs> it's so char- good. Yeah. It's it's one of my favorites. It's the Brady it's that's a Brady right. quote all day every day. That. That's what I do, but I, I couldn't pull staple. it. It's that one one because it's really easy to find a, a good place for it. Yeah, but yeah, it's I would have needed great. a couple of Chardonnays to get through this. Yeah, yeah, I. It's so I I weirdly found it interesting. Yeah, and uh, I I you know, I think the acting was really good. There was really good acting in this, and also like somehow it's like a jumble of feelings. I I I also didn't love it and. Uh, yeah, I don't probably. Well, I probably won't watch it again. And I don't know that it's just the time. I think I've said like yeah, I'll watch a four-hour movie yeah. if you make it really entertaining. Yes. Like I'm in. That's okay. I'm just make me entertained. I don't know what my limit is, but and I could I could go three and a half for sure. Yeah. So I'm with you. Like it was. 
there wasn't a whole lot that I had to like think through or figure out, you know, like we talked about last week with the killer, like there's nuance and there's things that you like, you got to pay attention to pick up on. Like the minute you saw De Niro, you're like, Oh yeah, he's the bad guy. <laughs> like, and, th- and that's, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the, part of the problem with it. So, uh, so yeah, I read, I read the book. I saw this come up on, I don't know, 60 minutes or CBS Sunday morning, one of those. And they, they had the interview with David Grand, the author, and it seemed like an interesting thing. And they said, they mentioned it was going to be a Scorsese movie. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to read this book before I watch the movie. So funny enough, I have I keep getting notices on my library card yeah. that somebody's put this audiobook on hold. <laughs> and I'm like, who's out there like placing audiobooks under my name? Because I'm like, I didn't request it. Under uh, yeah. So How I many Jelani Tates are there? Right. And I just keep getting this notice like, Oh, you can pick up the Killers of the Flower Moon on audiobook. Take it's ready a hit. for it. I'm like, I guess I should be should be I You're should like, be listening I got it to on this. the hoopla app. I don't need I don't need to pick it I up. I could put on it up CD. at one point five speed. It'd probably be less time than I watch this movie. <laughs> Actually, probably. Um but yeah, the Almost book guaranteed. book was really good, but it's done in a different way. So that's what I heard. There's no dialogue because it's it's a histor- it's a historical he he telling of the Yeah. He goes back and tries to piece together what happened, right? And it, it's a lot more like the the subtitle or whatever you call it of of the of the novel. It's called Killer Killers of the Flower Moon, the Osage Murders, and the Birth of the FBI. And I think that key part, the birth of the FBI, is the part that's missing from the movie. Right. And for whatever reason, they made that choice. But the the book, there's a lot more about the Jesse Plemons character. Um, yeah. What, what's his name? Even White. Um, yeah. Jack White. And Jack White. Mm, <laughs> no, no, but he is in this movie. <laughs> Interestingly enough. Um, but um, Tom? his his character. Tom White, yeah. um, and and really, the FBI was just getting started. It was J. Edgar Hoover. They mentioned him once in this movie, but they talk about J. Edgar. They Hoover. didn't say specifically like this was like the first case that the FBI ever really handled. Yeah, and it, it wasn't that, but it was it was like a re. It was like introducing. It, made, it put F- the FBI on the map, and he obviously J. Edgar Hoover shaped the way it it, it uh, became part of the American consciousness. It was J. J. Edgar, sorry, it was J. Edgar Hoover's first case that he like initiated. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Might, okay. Which yeah, I, I mean, because I immediately was, was book, like, yeah. "Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that." I legit, I was like, yeah. I feel like this. Had, I feel like there was enough time to slip that tidbit in. Exactly. So they they went another way. They instead of making it like a, a mystery, like Jelani, to your point, you know right away what's going on in the book you don't like they're, they're talking about these murders they introduce molly well, there's a lot more people involved right it's, a lot more people yeah. involved um but but not i mean they did a good in the three and a half hours they they told the story but they they went into it and they gave a a, a lot more time um by the time the book starts with molly and ernest already married and mm. and then the murders are happening in this you know they show how they met and they show the right. plan with with Hale right away and you don't know that until yeah until the end of the book which is a big reveal and then the bigger reveal is almost later on that you're like it's not just like this is just the one case that actually kind of made it to light there were hundreds right. maybe thousands of others and that's like the big like oh shit moment of the book that that makes it really good and you just and i don't know if it's because that made me enjoy the movie less cuz i knew exactly where it was all going but it also just wasn't there wasn't any of that mystery, which is fine. I, I think it's okay to to put the you know to to tell Molly's story and 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 have some. But but you're putting words in someone's mouth that you you don't know. A real right. persons that that weren't that you don't know if that's how it went down or not. Um, kind of a thing. They only have letters and you know court documents and what people said in court that, that actually goes you know tells the real story. So yeah, that's a long winded way oh, to right. say that. Uh, 
it was, it was a good movie. I'm glad I glad I watched it, and I think no one else probably could have done it other than Martin Scorsese because he has a way about it. But there's also well, that's not even true. I think someone else, you know, probably some other. But I'm glad that he he, he tackled it. But there's uh, there's probably a lot to unpack, and I don't know that we're the guys to do it. And and that's what I wondered was. So I rarely would say that, but I do feel like there's a really solid two hour and thirty to forty minute movie mm-hmm. to be made. Like I felt like there was plenty of stuff that didn't necessarily need to be like put in the movie. Whereas a lot of times I'm like, oh, I don't want to see stuff cut. Like I'd rather see kind of like the director tell the story. And this one, it just wasn't enough happening to me to to be worth it. And then I saw a, a random tidbit. It's like, oh, the scene where, you know, he paddled Leonardo DiCaprio's character, like, didn't ever happen. That's just, that was added in. I'm like, why are you adding stuff that, <laughs> like, is, like, that is un- inconsequential? Right. In my opinion, right? right. Like, I don't remember, remember that book, and I don't think they would no, even have not. record of that. It's know? not in the book. Right. And yeah. this is like, they, so, like, you are almost specifically telling, you want to tell the story in enough detail that you don't want to, like, lose anything and i can appreciate that Do you think that scorsese joe's just doing what he knows filming violence you know and that's a lot of the other thing too it's like there's a lot of violence and you show the gun and i feel like that this isn't goodfellas but they still right they made know, it they still made it like goodfellas made it like goodfellas esque yeah uh, yeah 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 it's i i wasn't really wrapped up in it enough throughout to feel like it was it wasn't dragging. And I don't even know sometimes that I was dragging because, I, I, again, I found it somewhat interesting to kind of learn a little bit. And, yeah. and obviously, there, it was a lot. I didn't know anything about this whole, this whole the Osage people and, and what happened in the 20s. But it was really hard to be outside of the acting to be kind of interested in kind of watching, seeing where it was going. And maybe I just needed more. Jelani, to your point, more mystery and intrigue and kind of work. Oh, I don't, I really don't know what's going on, but maybe the, it just, it is what it is, right? Like yeah. the story, unless you're going to make it sensationalize it and make it something it's not, you, it's hard to hide that. Right. And that's maybe kind of what I thought was going to happen um, because I obviously didn't know anything about the story going into it, didn't know the history of it, didn't know the, you know, the background of mm-hmm. it. I was, I was waiting for Molly to, like turn the tables on them. And I was like, all right, something's going to happen where she's going to figure out like what's going on and she's going to be able to spin it. And then when she started going to the hospital and getting better, I was like, okay, this is it. Like, this is where she comes in and takes over and, and everything. And I was like, and obviously that it never didn't happen. Out. I think, I think it, it did for me. That was my favorite scene of the movie though, was right at the end when she comes to see him and he's like, he feels like, he says, my conscience is clean or my soul is clean. And then she asks him, what did you give me? Yeah. You know, and he's, and it's on his face. He, he can almost starts crying, but he says, I gave you insulin. And she just walks out without saying anything like that. Great scene. Yep. Great acting. Everyone all around. But again, is that, is that big enough? Is that moment right. a big enough of a payoff for three hours that, that you just sat through? And, and I, I don't know that it and is. And that's exactly why I put that question in the yep. opening, because I, I, I don't know that any of it was right in right. my opinion and it, and that to me is and a again we don't even that did, that we don't have record of that actually happening right. so did it happen that way you know probably maybe and i th- go ahead johnny since you read the book and yeah. you know he gives a little more detail on like what was going on can you explain to me why 
the Osage people were set up with like guardians and had to give get their money approved through the banks in the first place. They wouldn't white people wouldn't let them do it any other way. Yep. It's just I mean it's it's a it sickening was, most sickening story. It was really. the, I was so angry about that like watching yeah. I'm like they were the ones that found the oil. They're selling the rights to, you know, these oil companies to come and drill on the land. And then it's like, okay, well, you were paying me this money, but now somebody else has to be in charge of the money you it's paid me. It's almost even worse than that because I think they they I, were t- the land was taken from them. They I thought they, got, they, they had it. They had the head rights to anything found. That's like that's like the technicality of it. If if I think if white people knew that there was oil under the land, they would have never given away the head rights. But they said, "Hey, we'll give you whatever's underneath the land could be yours. We just want the land." I'm pretty sure that's how it went. I can't fully remember, yeah. but basically, how it was. So then, that's how they were left with, you know, being the richest because then they found oil on the land, and then they're yeah, like, "Well, we don't own the streets, but we we own the oil underneath it. We have the head rights." And then that's when they started saying, "Oh well, you're incompetent, right?" And that's right. why she had to say Molly Burkhart inco- or Molly. Uh, I'm incompetent. Yeah. Well, um, and they said on top of that, it was you. Besides just that, it was the judges. It were that were involved in case it was ever challenged. Were all in on it. In on it as well, and so there was even fighting it meant. I mean, you were defeated from the beginning because even fighting it, yeah, you were going to lose. And or in some way, shape, or form, not come out and inter- you really had limited to no chance to uh, to gain from anything. And then if they got married, they uh, to a white person, they immediately took over the head rights. Like it got was it. that that was what I read that was different than like Leonardo and Lily. They get married. He didn't take over head rights, and or or maybe he did to hers, but not the the families. And so it was a little bit of a. I felt like it was a little different than what I was. Uh, reading after the fact when they said like it, the way it went was if as soon as you got married you did the the white man would take over the head rights immediately um and then you saw you know bill uh yeah who and he just wanted to kill everybody to get to get it all up to him right well and i'm i'm saying the other guy who was with one sister oh, right. who died and then was with the other sister yeah. immediately um different bill yeah um who Martin, from, you, know, you know I know. From Billions? No. Oh. Who was played by uh, none other than... Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. We're talking about uh, Jason, Jason Isbell. Isbell. Yeah. yeah. Who I had heard, uh, I think I saw on Twitter, uh, or sorry, X, um, which is definitely, <laughs> yeah, get it right, definitely better to say. It's been like a couple um, months already. <laughs> um, that he was in the movie, and I was like, oh, that's pretty crazy. First, I thought he had a song in the movie, and then I was like, oh, no, he's in the movie. Uh, so when I saw him, I'm like, one, he's a great Oklahoma guy. He's, he's a good fit there. He's a good Sooner. Um. So I didn't get a reason for why there are numerous musicians in this movie. Name All them. over the place. Um, so I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know um, them. You already looked it up. Well, here's the thing. I knew two. Yeah. We already mentioned one. I didn't see Jack White in the movie. I missed it when that he happened. Was, he was, at, he the was at the very end. Um, he was one of the I just plays. missed it. I just didn't see it. I didn't catch it. Stage yeah. plays. Yeah. Um, I think I was glued my eyes open at that point, so I was like <laughs> fading. But um, in the fourth, I just didn't know – I know some of his old songs. I didn't know what he looked like enough to know that he played. Which one? Pete Yorn or Yeah, so did you know Sturgill Simpson? I know Sturgill. So I knew Isabel and Sturgill Simpson. I didn't reckon I don't recognize Sturgill Simpson's face, but when I saw his name Ironically enough, I just saw him he was in the latest season of Righteous Gemstones as well. And I recognized him in that. I mean I I I know him. Uh so He was Wheeler, right? Uh yes. 
yeah. the, the, the rodeo. Bowl, yeah, the rodeo. Yeah. Um, and then I didn't know Pete. Yorn. I know who Pete Yorn is. Love Pete Yorn. I didn't know him by look by visually. So I saw that after the fact, and I'm like, oh man, that's who AC Kirby was. And I was like, that's interesting. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah. that's it. Those four. Yeah, and there's mind. Randy Hauser as a country singer. You know, as well. I saw that. Okay. Yeah. Let me show you how country feels. Yeah, Randy. Hauser. You might be familiar with. So I don't know what bit. the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the. Yeah, what allure the reason was. But it's, it's all guys that. Um, I even don't hate Randy Hauser for a country, but I love Pete Yorn, love Jason Isbell, Sturgill Simpson's very close to love, and yeah, Jack White, much respect for, if yeah. not love. Um, Agree so, with. So yeah, it's, almost it's, all it's, it's kind of it's good good musicians. So it's kind of cool. yeah. I just thought it was really interesting. I mean, I, like I said, knew Isbell, then I saw Sturgill, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then later on, I was looking, and I'm like, Pete Yorn? I was like, wait, what the hell's going on here? <laughs> like, wh- there has to be a, a calculated reason why they are casting musicians, none of them to play music. Right. All yeah. to act. And Isbell, I thought, did really well. For his, I th- when he I heard not... he was in it, I thought he was in it for like a minute. He is in he a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I agree. He, had lines. he was spitting some bars. <laughs> he had lines. I agree with you. For someone who, to my knowledge, has no acting. Right. And uh, and there was not. I, I I turned to Lindsay when we were watching it, and I'm like, there was not a second where he once. took me out of it, or He's I didn't exactly, believe it. He was almost exactly what you wanted. Yeah. Um, Sergio, like I said, I I've seen him in. I, I I didn't look if he's done in more. I, I saw him in Righteous Gemstone, so I know he's at least been in something People else. Say that's like the funniest show. It's really 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 funny. <laughs> I've seen some clips of Judy. Uh, the is, woman is oh that my she God. the one where she talks about like I've never actually had sex. She is. Oh my. She the sister? Yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> Those are the clips I've seen uh, of her. Amazing. That's uh, just the, I mean, the wildest dialogue I've ever heard. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> I, I, I strong recommend. Okay. <laughs> yeah, when we watched this, though, it was like, I, I just, I didn't know what I was waiting for. Like, I, I, I get I, the I compelling, <laughs> I, I get the compelling, you know, Acting from DiCaprio and from De Niro and from I thought the the actress that played Molly Lily Gladstone was really good. Yeah, she for, was really especially good. for being an unknown. Mm-hmm. I saw she was essentially like in the act of trying to find another job outside of acting. She was literally like, and she got a message from Scorsese, and like the Gmail popped up and it was from Scorsese and it was like, I want to meet about this movie. I mean, she was, and I mean, I think she was, and maybe that's part of it, right? Like not. No, and I have no, you have no inherent bias or no yeah. viewpoint of like I don't know. You have no expectation from her, right? She was really, really good. Yeah, I think she did actually. I think she might have, might have done better than De Niro and, and DiCaprio. Yeah, De Niro for me. We talked about this before. Yeah, well, I mean, but I like I've heard he's you know he's like probably going to be nominated. I feel like it's a lifetime achievement award. It's not. Yeah, I don't know that I saw anything from him that was overly no, impressive. Same. No, I thought movie, DiCaprio yeah. was really good. Um, I yeah. I was I was ready to ready to just be like ready to think that he wasn't going to do great, but then there was another moment where he gets really upset and and almost does like a very typical Leo thing, but he still did it in a great way. I was like, yeah, he's a really good. Actor. Was that yeah. the scene where where he started panicking and De Niro had to go sit down now? Oh, sit down. Yeah, <laughs> when, when they're out in the streets. That's all I could think. I started uh, laughing. Sit down. <laughs> down. I think it was when when Molly refused to uh, to take the insulin. Yeah, and he had, he was convincing her, and he was yelling at her. I, I felt like, like he had numerous, um, yeah, there was, and, I, there was that, numerous. and that was, I think, maybe the the what I thought, why I thought he was so good. I felt like he was waffling between being good, be, right? He was being weighed down by I think loving her, yeah. maybe accidentally, 
like that, that's not how it started and it turned out that way trying to please his uncle yep. and like navigating this whole thing he's hiring people to kill people that like his brother like his sis- brother-in-law sister-in-law like i think he was genuinely played the conflicted per you know person really really well and i yeah again he is insanely talented i do think it, it falls a little on the same line and this this is what i was saying with that with lily glass you you know kind of what you're getting with him so i think you it's like we're judging him on a curve yeah because right. like he has to be so good for us to even be impressed right. and it's like someone can come out of nowhere and be like dude she was amazing i have yeah. nothing to base it on but i they were you heard that they were going to switch Plemons and uh, or initially Plemons was, was supposed to be yeah, Ernest he, Burkhart right um, Leo but Leo was getting like thirty mil he get to pick his he was well I think I think, <laughs> I think it was isn't because, the book more focused yeah the book's more focused on that character so I think that's why initially maybe when they started they were adapting the book and they're probably like writing a lot of white but um, I feel like we talked about this like this off not in the recording and then they a long it. time ago when yeah. we heard this was coming out we yeah. were talking and I I remember saying or hearing like. I I, can't, I I think we were surprised. Like it sounds like Plemons is like the lead. Yeah. In a Scorsese movie over Leo. Yeah. Because I think not, we thought yeah. he had this They've, role. They, they just changed. They changed the script. And, yeah. And then that. they said, I think Leo. They contributed. They rewrote a bunch um, to make it more earnest focused. Yeah. yeah. Did you guys like the took two hours before Plemons showed up? No, that's kind of what I mean. Like I admittedly again, was like, "Where's Plemons? I know he's in this movie." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, the main reason I wanted to read the book was uh, it said birth of the FBI. Like that was very intriguing to me, and it was uh, a, a cool, a cool part of the book. So, and 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 that they, they just kind of they just flipped the story. Uh, I don't really, I don't really blame them for it because I don't know that it would have made yeah. as good of a movie, right? If they if they did did it the other way. Um, so you trust probably, Marty to make a movie? I trust Marty to make a movie. <laughs> I trust that I know what he's doing, but it's trust still anybody named Marty to make. Yeah, a movie. Yeah, it's inherent bias, <laughs> right? I love how we just tr- call him Marty. You know, that's what that's what they, they call him. His family calls him Marty. He's, <laughs> he's, on, he's on he's on TikTok these days. His granddaughter like tries to get. We've him on talked TikTok. about him a couple of times. We're yeah. we're pretty much we're buds. Though. Two three times we talk about Marty. Scorsese, Clara, McFly. They're all good. <laughs> Friend of the pot. <laughs> Marty in the meat sweats. <laughs> Great band name. So then, when as we like got through it, you know, it's I, we had to watch it in two parts, obviously, because it was long. And how'd you break it up? So we stopped right as stopped right when he fell asleep. I went hour and a half to, I literally stopped it with two hours on the dot left. So I don't think it was exactly two hours. It was right when, uh, King Hale came to Ernest and was like, you need to slow her down. And then the next scene is her in the church. That was our breaking point. Um, and then when we watched the second half, it was like, you know, then all of a sudden Jesse Plemons appears. And you're like, oh, okay. So now we got new characters. And then we're sitting there and all of a sudden you hear Lithgow's voice. You're like, John Lithgow? Yeah. What, what Fraser, are we doing? Brendan, Brendan Fraser? Fraser? Like, okay. Yeah, there's some people coming in that third act. <laughs> yeah, they came in strong. But yeah, I, like I said, Jen and I we were watching this and it was just like, we're waiting for either Ernest to move over to Molly's side and go against his uncle. Yeah. Which or, I definitely thought. Which he did at a pump fake on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, he almost does it, and then he gets Brendan Fraser, and, and he's on his that side. Or at least that's, for, There's the conflict that I feel like he's... Yeah. Or at least for Molly to, like, find a way to turn the tables on them. Yeah. And clearly it doesn't happen, but, you know, it's a historical... Yeah, but that, that really did happen, like him him tr- going back on testifying and then and then coming back around and, and testifying. So, yeah. they, they yeah. you know, it made for... That made for an interesting part of the movie, too, I think. 
I think the, the the few points of comedy was when they got the when they got Blackie on the thing, and he goes, "Hey, how'd that work out for you?" He goes, "Well, I'm sitting here talking to you. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't work out that well, did it?" Um, the uh, some movie trivia knowledge here for you, you two buffs. Ooh. You could. My you, mind ain't what it used to I'll be. I'll let you. Yeah, <laughs> right seriously, in. I know that. That's why I ask the questions instead of taking part. Yeah. Um, De Niro, this is his eleventh Scorsese project. Leo, his seventh. Yeah. Can you name them? Can we name them all? All. Jeez. I'll give you a. I'll give you one of De Niro's because I think it's impossible. No, no, hold on. It's an impossibility. Don't. Okay. Why would you start off by giving this one of 11? Let's just see how many we could do. We got Raging Bull, Taxi Driver, Mean Streets. Okay. Um, Three of his first four. Okay. Um, then the we did the King of Comedy. Yeah. Four of his first five. <laughs> what, are we, what else are we missing? Goodfellas. Okay. Goodfellas. Casino. Casino. Um, the Irishman. Yeah. Um... Uh, it's like all I got. This one, yeah, okay, Killers of Flower Moon. So we're missing two, Th- three. three, three. One of the one is what, the one, one of the ones the impossible one. The, the impossible. One. But why is it? Is it because it's a uh, the last waltz or something? Was he in that or something that? And we last tango know? in Paris. It's uh, no, it's, not. it's a short film called <laughs> okay. The Audition. Okay, with uh, this is why it, that's why that's I was going to give one. it to you. All right, all right. Um, the other two. Should we know him? You should definitely. You should definitely know, know one. Yeah. Uh, the first one, I assume you know, it's called New York, New York. Yeah, actually, nineteen seventy-seven. Yeah, um, and then uh, Cape Fear. Cape Fear. That's, that's the one. I Scorsese. Forget. I always forget. That's that. the one I knew you knew, but I didn't know yeah. Scorsese. No, I didn't I, know that Scorsese. I did know it, but I always forget that. Um, okay, so seven. Uh, let's I'm, call. I'm, it. I'm, I'm proud of us. Yeah, you did, you did really good. good. <laughs> uh, well, let's call it six. We'll go yeah. ahead and call the. This one's in. Six right. six, six other Leos. Uh, Leos. Departed, Gangs of New York, Shutter Island. Mm-hmm. Three of his first four. <laughs> um, did he do J. Edgar? No, that wasn't that wasn't Scorsese, was it? Eastwood. Oh, yeah, it was Eastwood. Yeah, I just looked it up, so I knew it wasn't Scorsese. Um, it ties in, though. It yeah. ties the room together. <laughs> definitely ties the room together. Um. What there else? was something more recently, right? The Revenant wasn't wasn't him. That's not um, Scorsese. Oh, Wolf of Wall Street. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, he's also in, he's also in a short film, The Audition. <laughs> <laughs> is, there, is there a gimme for him? No, one more. Not. But you've seen it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think you said it yet. More recent than Wolf of Wall Street, right? T- Two thousand four. No, not more recent. Oh, it's no. uh, The Aviator. Oh, the aviator, uh, yeah. That's I do. Howard Hughes, not J. Edgar. Yeah, that, that's right. <laughs> I, I thought you were on it right then. So, um, yeah, pretty good there too. Pretty yeah. good there too. It's the auditions, the impossibility. Like I said, mm-hmm. I, oh, however they're counting, it's like one of those things that counts on the grid, and you're like, what the? Fuck? What's what's the uh, what's the av? Yeah, the grid. What's the aviator's uh, Rotten Tomato score? The aviator's Rotten Tomato score. Happy to look it up. Just because I'm, I'm gonna go I don't remember it being great. Sixty-five. But those, those. But like, which one are we looking for? Just so I'm on the same page. Tomato meter or audience? Tomato meter. Eighty-six. Wow, that's Ooh. really high. Wow, what's audience score then? Seventy-nine. So I high. actually think it's they're both higher than I would have thought. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I have to rewatch it, but I, I don't remember it being great. But I do love, um, the audition. 
<laughs> the depart the departed shutter island so wolf of wall street i mean leo and so here's the thing what i want to do i'd like to do soon is uh i'd like to watch gangs of new york again i would i would like because i love that it. movie um fun fact this is another one of those dvds it was in two which like yeah just two pieces just <laughs> the dumbest thing <laughs> I say that, and then in hindsight, now I'm watching, talking about these movies. I'm splitting it up. I'm like, maybe it was the clean break. I don't know. You need the clean break. Um, I always tell the kids when it's time to go to bed. I'm like, we'll find the next clean break, and that's when you go to bed. And they get mad when it's like right then. Gangs in New York. I remember really, really liking it. Daniel Day Lewis is phenomenal in it. The Butcher. Uh, Cameron Diaz is the weak link, but still, like maybe her best performance still, but still, she's. I remember. I I never liked her. The reason. <laughs> Going into that movie, I I didn't have any idea what to expect. John C. Riley, <laughs> and I think I wasn't expecting what I got. So now that I know what it is, I want I definitely want to rewatch it. Yeah, and and I think I'd appreciate it. More. I think I, I saw a TikTok recently on uh, of <clears throat> uh, Leo talking about them like convincing Daniel Day Lewis to like come back to acting and do it, and you know he's like, oh, it's like Scorsese could do it. He's like, that's not. And you know, like that's, I, it has nothing to do with not wanting to work with him. It's like I just, you know, and they eventually, it's like, dude, you're gonna, you're gonna be like a butcher. You're walking around like a a, a meat cleaver the, the entire time, poking, and uh, whatever. They eventually like wore him down and got him to do it. And I think like they started out, and the first day, Leo was like, yeah, I, I went over and I'm like, hey man, like just this is gonna be awesome. And like he was full on. In, in yeah in, in character in, 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 but leo had no idea method. like right yeah. yeah and and so it was like and that was it they never spoke again until like the very end and like maybe it was like that was great <laughs> <laughs> that's a wrap on gangs of new york and I, well, it, well done everybody it's spurred, this guy? It, it spurred my my re-interest because i've i've thought about it recently like i'd like to do gangs of new york again um and last the mohicans i've never seen that I don't think. Can I we s- do Shutter Island? Because I have, I need to finish I read that it. book too. I haven't seen that since the first time I saw it, and I feel like I probably am redo. Is it Ruffalo in that? Yeah. yeah. So I started that on a plane to India. Oh no! And well, India feels like you should have had enough time. <laughs> well, <laughs> so here was the problem. Uh, I was flying from Chicago to India, so it's a sixteen-hour flight. I, I, got, I knew you went to India. I got to fly first class, and <laughs> I was. So excited! No, it was United. Nice. And uh, I was so like geeked about being in first class. Like I'm trying to do everything, but I was exhausted. (laughs) So I like trying to like get the menu and read and look and see what meals I not going to miss any snack. Right? Exactly. I'm not missing every peanut, every whatever champagne, (laughs) whatever drinks. Yeah, I can bring it. You wake me up. It had like the the lay flat seats too, and I'm like, oh well, let me just lay down. So then I like put on a movie, and I think. The first one I put on was uh, Bad Lieutenant Port of Call. Yeah. Uh, Yikes. Right. So I fell asleep that during with, that. Um, who's in that one? Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Okay. It's a Cage one. That's not Bad Lieutenant. The first one. First is one's Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. Yes. So then I like woke Another, up. Another uh, Scorsese <laughs> mainstay. I woke up and then I was like, oh, let me do Shutter Island. So then I threw on Shutter Island and I like nodded through that. And I'm like, no, I got to see this. So I think I know the twist at the end, but I was just like, oh, man. Ah, like I, I woke up at the wrong time, so I'd like to go back and rewatch that one too. All right, yeah, Shutter Island and Gangs of New York next week. Got it together. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that layback flight experience? Oh gosh, it's I've only done it one time. It's I don't know. I think I mean I know about it, but I know Kevin why. and I went to London. We had the worst. 
Kevin Kent. That's right. When we went to London, <laughs> we had the worst experience getting out there. We almost. I remember you guys ended yeah. up at a hotel or an airport. Everything. I don't. Want, I, I almost don't want to go through the list yeah. of stuff because it just sounds like I'm making stuff up. But we had you know ten hour layover. It was a basically like a hurricane out there. But they they call them. There's just a windstorm. We tried to do two like landings in London, but they had to pull us back up and rerouted us to, uh, to Switzerland. Yeah. It's the only place we could land. As you would. Get some chocolate. We went to Zurich and we're in the airport for like 10 hours. But you couldn't leave the airport. We couldn't leave the airport for 10 Because we didn't know when we were going to get on another plane. And we were waiting for another plane to come. This also ties to your like standby flying, right? Or no? It wasn't standby. Oh, okay. No, we bought a ticket and everything. That was part of the problem too because we tried to get on a different flight and we switched seats and then they didn't put us in the the right seats. Whatever. On the way home, we're like, all right, we're going to. Upgrade our seats. We don't want to be. We don't want to be stuck at something bad. And as soon as I'm like, oh, Kevin, we can get you know business class, which is lay down seats for like I don't know, two hundred bucks more. He's like, why are you even talking press press <laughs> right now? <laughs> and then yeah, it was the first time I've ever had that, and on an international flight, and it was just night and day the difference of getting out there versus coming home. I can't imagine yeah. how it was, it loud was I one would of the snore best. on a yeah. plane. I so, mean, I was like him though. I was I was like giant. I was like giddy about everything. You think yeah. the air. Noise is enough to like drown out yeah. Some oh, yeah. other oh, people yeah. snoring. Yeah. You don't hear anybody. So people, so, yeah, you just, don't hear like, people just be sawing yeah. logs, yeah. i.e. So, me. On my flight back from India, I flew, because again, 16 hours back. Yeah, yeah. that's nuts. So I flew. Never finished Shutter Island. <laughs> still, still couldn't do it. <laughs> Didn't have enough time. But I flew from, uh, I, I, I got to the airport at like 2 a.m. because our flight was at like 4 or something like that. Left India. Flew to Frankfurt, had a three-hour layover in Frankfurt, uh, got to stay in like the Lufthansa lounge or whatever. And yeah. Not. Then I flew from Frankfurt to Chicago and United first class, like layback seats, everything like that. I went on in like Iowa sweatpants and like a long sleeve t-shirt, like because I didn't want any metal on me when I went through the metal detector. <laughs> I was just like, I'm gonna be as comfortable as fuck, <laughs> just go in. And, uh, of course, in Germany, they're still, like, super strict about it. So you go through and, like, nothing beeps. And they're like, oh, step over here. We'll wand you. They wanded everybody. So it wasn't a big deal. But then I landed in Chicago, uh, went through customs, and I was meeting Jen to go to Kansas City for a wedding that weekend. So I took a cab from O'Hare to Midway, Yeah. got on a flight from Midway to Kansas City on Southwest, and I felt like my knees were like in my throat. <laughs> like, yeah, I was the like, difference. It was so like, different. How do people fly like this? <laughs> right. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing? This is the dumbest thing ever. I know. And then <laughs> I, so I, I like, don't can I upgrade right now, <laughs> this second? I'll take a seat on the there wing. Has to be something for tall. Like I don't understand how. John's not even that tall. Like yeah, you. I don't. You're get, taller than I well, am. Like Jason, I when I watch Jason, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah how does he do it? I don't know. I don't, but he never complains. So I go aisle at best. That's my only. Yeah, option. that's the only thing you could do. But then, uh, but then when I'm sticking my legs out of the aisle, they're always like, "Oh, drink cart's got to yeah, come through." They'll get through, and you got to you. You could be. You got to strategically do it. Right, less comfortable a, a, for a short amount of time when they're in your vicinity, and then you kind of just. Yeah, but I always, if I don't get aisle, I'm. I'm fine. I was gonna assume he just like at that, especially at that height. Probably if you're not doing exit row or like whatever the next op, the next lengthiest leg room yeah. is. Um, you're doing it wrong, right? It's like seventy bucks more. Like whatever yeah. that is, you you need to do it for the self preservation, <laughs> survival. Um, yeah. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys: the uh, were you? I'm assuming this isn't in the book. 
the radio broadcasts. Yeah, kind of, kind of was vibe. Really, yeah, for the end, the end of it because they did. That is true. It was the reason why this case, like you said, it's the, J Edgar Hoover's mm-hmm. first big FBI case. So they did do these like true crime radio plays. Dateline. Um, so wait, yeah, true, it's basically like Dateline. True crime podcasts are nothing new. Nope. Yeah, it's been around <laughs> since fifties. They just did it with the whole. So I don't know why exactly. <laughs> so they've literally been around. <laughs> they just couldn't record them. <laughs> you just couldn't record it. You had to actually listen live. People were just talking. Like, what if we recorded this? <laughs> and what if we had all the sound of it? I like. I kind of liked watching this with the, the Foley artist. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's cool. Kind of interesting to re- to recreate. Again, you guys that. never listened to old time radio. No, you, we like the Green about Hornet this. and yeah, you, and all you, that your stuff? parents yeah. and the Phantom. Yeah, where they do all that stuff. Not Phantoms, like, but the Phantom. The Phantom. Don't judge me. <laughs> I told you I listened. Uh, we talked about this. The before. Untouchables. I listened to the Star Wars one radio play, um, like on CD or whatever in, in yeah. high school. I want to say I listened to War of the Worlds. War of the Worlds. Yeah. We listened to that at like yeah, class. They so. do that in school, right? Like that was a. Uh, did you know that people actually thought we were getting invaded <laughs> by aliens? I did, despite your facial expression. <laughs> Orson Welles. You love Orson Welles. <laughs> You're a big fan of Citizen Kane and uh, what's the other one we watched? Touch of Evil. Touch of Evil. So, so much evil. Charlton Heston. <laughs> right so there with evil. Bronson. Ah, damn. Yeah, is there, a, is there a Bronson and Heston movie? Combined? Oh, God. <laughs> that'd be good. There's no way it's good. That'd throw be, throw, throw a little kind of amazing, uh, Harrison though. Ford in there, too. Oh, jeez. Young, <laughs> young Harrison he Ford. Did, yeah, but you don't hate Harrison Ford. Threw him right in. No, do I have a Harrison Ford problem? I thought you didn't like Harrison Ford. No, I mean, he just said he's kind of one note, I think. Yeah, I think he's not exactly like. He's clearly been in some massive franchise movies. I don't. Is he different in any of them? Yeah. No, I don't think he is. Well, you said yeah first, so no, I said yeah, <laughs> agreeing with you that he's. Wild. I think it was. I think it was that episode that that Charlie mentioned to me. He's like, so does Brady just not like anything? He's <laughs> <laughs> a nihilist. <laughs> Who's the fucking nihilist here, <laughs> Charlie? I like plenty of stuff. I don't like shitty stuff. Like, sorry, like San- Harrison. Sandra Bullock sucks. It's not my fault. Sorry, I should say Sandra Bullock's movies suck. Look at her IMDb and tell me where the lie is. <laughs> And yes, you could point to speed, and uh, that's what, about it. Once this guy gets uh, a couple of bottles of syrup in him, there's no telling what he's going to say. Have fun. When you get to the net, let me know where you start finding good quality movies. Um, but yeah, along the lines of it having be the radio play, I didn't think in this movie, I didn't think it was necessary, but if if that's how they kind of illustrated it in the book and how they told people about it makes more sense what's, yeah. what's weird is they like it was like a means of jumping ahead and giving you to like essentially finishing the story i'm like you didn't have time to get to the actual you, <laughs> you couldn't it was, manage the it was details. a bit jarring right it just because i feel like it came completely out of nowhere, out of nowhere yeah. and then scorsese's in it himself yeah I kinda, which i didn't mind that well i didn't mind it but it's like i think that adds to the jarringness of it all and maybe that's de- by design but it's like okay, it's like holy cow, we're now we're we're you're kind of like shocked. You're in this yeah. like radio sort of. And the you book have, is now and a movie. Jack White and Martin Scorsese. And you have Scorsese now, <laughs> and the you got one all these who's, sound effects, which you're which you're looking at and right. not paying attention to what the actual story is because you're like, ooh, that's how they make thunder. That's why I miss Jack White. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, why you didn't know Jack White was 100%. standing right there. So I, I was just I was curious. I didn't dislike it. I but I it, I I'm with you on the jarring side, and I just it definitely is hard to like just kind of breeze past. Like oh yeah, sure. 
Could have had just the, like the postscript cards. But like then the how it ended ended with the you know with the actual drums and the Osage mm-hmm. cir- you know, circling. Uh, uh, those were all real Osage. It was kind of it was it was a a, a decent way to end it. Did though. you guys have any issues on the uh, the subtitles or lack thereof uh, on some of the uh, Osage speaking parts? At times there was nothing there. Yeah. Right, and so I was like, "This is so annoying." I'm like, "My subtitles are just not working." And uh, Scorsese did that intentionally. Yeah, there weren't any, right? At times, that's what I, that's yeah. what I figured. Yeah, yeah, he intentionally didn't include them uh, during certain scenes. Uh, he wanted people to see the movie and not like read the movie type of vibe. And I'm like, "But and there, no, I, admittedly, I think, get, I think you know what what she's saying. That sometimes. was his point. Yeah, is yeah. you can I, I, you can get the gist of it. And I'm like, and that's interesting. And it's funny. I talked to writing about it like after I watched it because I was like, yeah, I just I'm like I swear there was a couple. I'm like watching the the, the subtitles were there, and then there the others weren't. I'm like I legitimately I was like, damn it, this this isn't working right. Like <laughs> I'm not getting what I need. And then he we he literally brought that up. He's like, you know, some people do that. Like some people, some directors don't want. Yeah. And I'm sure enough, that was entirely what was going on. Intentional, yeah. As always, narrow is the way. Simply subscribe where you listen, leave us a review. Thanks, and go to bed.